0: Hi, I'm Lisa Von of the Children's Literature Research Collections of the University of Minnesota. And one of the best parts of my jobs is filming read this book because I get to talk to librarians, curators, and archivists from all over the University of Minnesota libraries. And I'm not supposed to have favorites, but anyone who's watched these knows that I do. And my favorite collection, besides my own, is... The Doris Kirshner Cookbook Collection. I'm Megan Coker, the curator
1: of that collection, and it's housed in McGraw Library on the St. Paul campus.
0: And tell me what you have in your hands today. So these, I have
1: two related books. So mm-hmm. the first is a brand new book by Beatrice mm-hmm. uh Breakfast with Beatrice and i know you're a big fan and you talked about her last book um and i brought this today one because there are a lot of great recipes in here it's heavily baking focused and that is a favorite hobby of mine um there's a huge section of muffins that i can't wait to try i'm very excited about this book everything i read in it i want to make that um and i'm also excited about it because we just acquired beatrice ojakangas's cookbook collection as part of the Kirshner collection. I'm
0: so excited about that, because I Me knew too. she had a huge collection. Um, how many volumes about, I'm estimating? was nearly 2,000. Oh, that is great. And the range of dates that we're looking at here? Um, early
1: 1900s, wow. present, and also range of languages. There's a, a sizable section of books in Finnish. Uh So if you read Finnish and want to and if we're not familiar
0: cookbooks. with Beatrice's work, can you tell me a little bit of why she's so famous here in Minnesota? Yeah, so she's based in Duluth and she has been
1: a food writer, cookbook writer for a long time. Um, she's put out, many publications, she's written for many magazines, uh, and she used to have a radio program that people around here were big fans of, so um, she's, a, she's a local food celebrity, really. And the focus is, for the most part? Generally Scandinavian um, sorts
0: of cooking, yeah. And do you have you found a recipe that you've already made in this yet, or one that you're looking forward to? There are a lot
1: I'm looking forward to, so I wanted to make one for today, but I will get that later, I really want to make cornmeal, oat, English muffins. That was the first one that jumped out at me. Now, have you ever made an English muffin? I have not, but I'm game to try, and it doesn't
0: look hard. None of the, like everything in this book sounds delicious and doesn't look too hard. um, Ingredients that we find in our local, in our pantry, in our co-op. Yeah, I have everything in my house to make that. So a person could get this and say, huh, that's something I could make. Oh, I did notice porridge with, Wild rice, Mm -hmm. and I have to tell you, people bring me wild rice for gifts, and Mm -hmm. it sits there, and I never thought of it as a porridge. Okay, so I'm looking forward to this. What else did you bring us? So
1: this is an example of the kinds of things that we got from from Beatrice Ojakangas' collection. It's a book of Scandinavian recipes published in 1949, and it's a Minneapolis publication It's put out. Um, It was published in Minneapolis um, by Julie Peterson Tufford, and on West River
0: Road. Wait a, second, wait a second. So, let me see this. So, this <laughs> looks very much like those Junior League cookbooks that we see, but this says 19th printing, 1960. So, that's pretty amazing that it continued to be in print all those years. Yeah,
1: and I just love this little piece of, you know, <laughs> it's so including Minneapolis, the, including the
0: smorgasbord. It <laughs> sounds like a party ready to happen. <laughs>
1: That it's such a regional thing, and such a great um, look at that immigration of Scandinavian to Minnesota, and uh, and how the recipes ended up here and evolved. So I think this is a really great thing. It's fun to look at the recipes in it and think about also how Beatrice did her
0: research for her cookbooks. Right. So she's taking it. How often have you remembered a recipe from your childhood? Even if you go online, it's not the same as mm-hmm. seeing it in the context of the time. Mm-hmm. Wow, and if a person wanted to come and look at these cookbooks, how would I do that? You just come to McGraw Library. They're all out on the first floor.
1: Uh, the, on the first floor of the library, pretty much the only books are the cookbook collection. There are nearly 4,000 of them. You can be in the middle of them, and anyone can come in and use them.
0: And this is on the St. Paul campus, and I want to ask you a question, or it's not really a question, spell McGraw. (laughs) M-A-G-R-A-T-H. Yes, so I went wandering around that campus one time looking for the McGraw Library and not finding it. So just remember, it's not spelled the way we think it should be spelled. No, Dr. McGraw warned us that we would <laughs> you have our, you our would have name pronounced You forever. would have those issues. So, <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to the new cookbook, but I'm also looking forward to a visit to the St. Paul campus. Thank you. And that's it for Read This Book.